Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. This is episode number 250. Is it? I believe so. 249? No, it's two. I think it's 250. Oh, I was not prepared for that. Hold on a second. We'll find out. I believe we're episode 250. We're here to wrap up Iron Man MX. We're back in studio. Tom Cooper making his, I don't know, like third appearance in a month is that what we're that where we're at here hey yo i almost so, uh i almost had another one there but i was tied up with business that yeah. day oh nope we are 249 yeah i thought so okay yeah so we're 249 not a little premature a little premature that's okay anyway uh so show 249 here like i said we're gonna wrap up iron man me and tom were down there all weekend tom was kind of doing some wrenching for kev i was down there being media and seeing all my best friends in the world <laughs> making friends so to say <laughs> i saw all my best friends i saw i saw kev yep. i saw hunter i saw uh uh davy i saw um sean i mean just all the friends number of people it was a good time we were all we were all there so anyway uh it was a great time before we get started we want to thank our sponsors so first up complete racing solutions their 2024 elite rider program application is now open so if you guys want a chance to ride for their 2024 elite rider team uh make sure to go ahead and go to complete racing solutions.com you can send your resumes in on that and uh they go through and they pick the guys that they or gals that they like the best uh both moto and um uh off-road riding they're they're in on all of it so and they've got almost 300 championships uh, Coach Rob is a shit. So, quick little side note while you're in, let me re just get in here a little bit. When I was racing, there was the Racer X VT website, Racer X, Racer X Virtual Trainer, and Coach Rob was one of the coaches on there. And Kim Wathen, one of my ex girlfriends, her mom was one of the trainers on there. And I learned an absolute shit ton because mm -hmm. I was a broke motocross kid working three jobs to race. Right? Well, I didn't have the money to have a trainer, so I would go on there and learn everything I could. Mm -hmm. And I literally read. Like now, it's funny because growing up through through school, I literally read one book over and over. Jeremy McGrath's wide open book. I use it for every book report ever. Well, now as a business guy, I go through a couple of books, whether audiobooks or actual paper, a couple of them in a week on average, right? Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, well, shit. If I had been reading a little bit more about the nutrition and training and stuff back then, like Racer X VT was the first thing that I really dug into that I was able to learn a lot of stuff like that. And a lot of it was from Coach Rob. So when we saw him at this event, I was really like letting him know, him know that he had a big effect on my career, although he didn't know it at the time. <laughs> but he is a wealth of information, and he's only gotten better. And the hair and blood testing stuff that he does is a, is a valuable asset to an athlete or even just someone that wants to be healthy because, mm -hmm. well... If you if you have a bunch of heavy metals that you need to get rid of, or if you got a deficiency in B or zinc or any of that stuff, like knowing what you need and what you have mm -hmm. is step one. Yep. So go, Coach Rob. Absolutely. So um, again, check them out. CompleteRacingSolutions.com. Twenty twenty four Elite Rider Program now accepting applications. Uh, also, I bore with us. Oh boy. Allergies. Allergies. Anyway. Uh, has been sneezing his fucking brains my nuts out. off all weekend. Um, TLR Coatings. We're in the TLR Coating studio here at the TLR Coating shop. So if you guys need some custom powder, custom powder coating, they're Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop. <laughs> right? I also own a powder coating shop, so it's weird to hear that every time, but I'm not trying to steal his thunder. Let it go. 
We are Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop here. So uh, if you need anything coated, wheels, motorcycle parts, industrial applications, we do it all. Yeah, let them do it. It's good. <laughs> Make sure to check us out, tlrcoatings.com or on all the major social media networks at TLR Coatings. Uh, also on board with us, Holster Co., Gutterworks, Adept Creative Co., and Isaac Nelson Designs. Uh, this is Isaac Nelson, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yep. Isaac Nelson, way to go, buddy. Yep. Uh, also, a little plug, if you want to pick up any of the t-shirts, we're on Teespring. There is, uh, actually, I believe, clickable links. Uh, well, there's links in the description, and uh, if you go down below the description here on YouTube, if you're on YouTube, uh, there are things you can just click to just buy the t-shirts there directly through YouTube that way. So make sure to go pick those up. I've got the Kawasaki-inspired one. Got the old uh, uh, 50th anniversary Yamaha-inspired one there, so... What's your volume for your pod? Like mostly YouTube, some Spotify, some Apple. What's mostly YouTube, yes. Mostly, yeah. Yes. So that whenever I check it out, it's on YouTube too. Yeah. Because so. I want to see my, I want to see your lovely face, Trav. <laughs> it adds to the show, honestly. Four, four hours in my face every week. That's what we're here for. So, <laughs> all right. So that's been all the plugs there. Pay all the bills. Keep the lights on, and uh, pay for us to go to the races. So. Let's jump into Iron Man here. 450 race recap brought to you by our friend at Gutterworks. Southwest Michigan's <laughs> premier exterior modifications uh, service. You can't call it Justin Barsha's <clears throat> thing anymore. Now you got to change it to your new. Always well hung, just like Justin Barsha. And as I found out this weekend by accident, <laughs> Jason Anderson. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know, man. There goes the neighborhood. Cole, Cole will talk about that the entire Supercross season, guaranteed. Now, if Cole would have been there, Cole would have taken a picture of it. I don't doubt that one bit. And he would have put a, he would have done a side by side by them, by each other, <laughs> and been like, who's bigger? Well, I will say that we won't even talk about the ride right now. But Jason Anderson, seeing him as a family man with his beautiful bride and his little kid, like that's so cool to see. Love to see it. Yes. Um, okay, so actually, before we jump into the 450s here, though, I want to do the Abide Moto Iron Man note recap notes here. Good. I don't know what that means, but good. He's a dude on Instagram. He's fucking hilarious. I oh. love it. So let me just do it. Let me just do his race recap notes here. So number one, sushi is back on the menu. Boy. Okay. Wow. We'll get to that in the 250 class. Uh, Deegan finish line combo makes Stu blush. Yeah, we need to talk about 100%, that, too. 100%, which we will get to. Fork dog goes down hard. We just watched that on the ride home there. Uh, Ferrandis is riding a wild bull. Doesn't make it eight seconds. Mm. That sucked. Tough take right there. <laughs> this is a good one here. Sexton is going to need an ayahuasca vision quest in Nevada desert after this summer. <laughs> the the beatdown's real. We'll get to that in a second here. Jet goes 1-1. One, one. Kid can't even legally drink a beer. Also very true. He's only mm. 20, so that's a thing. AP throws a dildo 80-plus yards. NFL scouts immediately interested. Well, what's interesting about that, so for y'all at home that you may or may not have seen me on the broadcast, I haven't watched that part yet, but I was standing right next to the fucking podium with the Honda guys and David Coombs and a few other guys, and when AP's on the podium, Ian comes bombing what we thought was a water bottle, and as he's doing his interview, like the cameraman like pans down, and, and AP and whoever was interviewing him like look at it, and it's a fucking blue dildo, and like everybody's in <laughs> shock. They continue the they continue the uh, interview, and then as AP goes to walk off the stage, he he like turns around and starts walking. And then he does like a 
and spins around and reaches down and grabs his blue, blue dildo and goes to fire it <laughs> into the crowd and then like just kind of sort of tosses it. But he was going to send that baby over the mountains about five miles. It's hilarious. It was, I mean, that, <laughs> and there was, I don't know if it was a bite or someone else that did the the meme about uh, throwing the factory Yamaha star racing dildo of Haley Deegan back into the crowd. Because <laughs> that was just the best thing I've seen so far this morning. Um, and then the last note here, uh, he says, time for the gimmick. And he's air quoting playoffs. Let's see how stupid these things are. I think the not chance. my words. Not my words. I don't know. The playoffs are great, and there's nothing better we could be doing than more races. Oh boy. Well, we got. I'm positive. Nope. Nope. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> I'm positive on this. Well, I'll say since we're 32 about- races. You know what? Let's make it 35 next year. Well, this I is what mind. we we need more racing. I love more racing. There's nothing I love than more racing. I'm sure the guys want to race more. We need more racing. And the more racing we're getting this year, this is just amazing. Well, I'm as a as a non rider fan now, fuck yeah, but when uh, I talked to Hunter yesterday, he told me we need more racing. <laughs> the the thing what I'll say about it is I'm looking forward to seeing Chase Sexton back on a supercross track and see what he got what sees see what he's got. We should just make it so Jack can go fifty and zero in a year. Like this should be this is great. Well, you're, that's because you're thinking that he's going to go 17-0 for Supercross, but I don't think that. Not even a little bit. So that was your Abide Moto's uh, notes there. Shout out to him. Really enjoy. I enjoy your notes every weekend, actually. They are hilarious to me. Did I meet this person? Who is No, Abide? we've never met him. I literally stumbled across him on Instagram one day and just started uh-huh. following him. Okay. And it, it's hilarious. Like, he makes memes and that kind of stuff, and it's, it's always hilarious. Meme warfare, my he kind did, of style. He, he did one of, like, a... Uh, like a guy with a kid over his lap about to spank him, and it was like they put like Jet's face and then like Sexton's face. <laughs> I was like, "This is uh, the best yep. thing ever." And then his his race notes are just they're classics. So, hmm. um, all right. So anyway, so jumping into the four fifties here, uh, four fifty race recap brought to you by Gutterworks. Always well hung, just like Jason Anderson and Justin Barsha. I don't know how we get in this. We're okay. just up. We're just up at it. We're just up at the ante. All here. right. Okay. So, uh, so Jet completes the perfect season. Yeah. How honorable is that? Pretty cool to see. I feel vindicated. We were there to witness. We we were witness. there. We witnessed it. It was super cool. I have the video reel coming soon here of him crossing the finish line, and it was. I mean, it was glorious to watch. So for me, like right after the finish line is the mechanics area. You go over the scrub mm-hmm. single thing, which was awesome to watch. Uh, which I was really surprised because I thought it was going to suck this year. Because when you come into all that speed and then you got to like scrub over something with the ruts, it's really dangerous. But it was super fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like Deegan and those guys were hitting it. But anyways, when Deegan Jet was... Ghost rode his bike, I was the person standing at the bottom of the hill, and I'm like, if the bike's coming at me, I got a factory Honda that just went twelve or twenty two and zero coming at me. Let's go! And then yeah. it just tipped over, but. Yeah, cool. I'm gonna hug it. <laughs> Shit. Well, I have some videos. So, like, right after that, I went over to the podium. I walked. I went and said hi to David Coombs, and then I walked over to the podium with him across the track. And standing next to the Honda guys inside the little corral there at the podium, man, it's a it's kind of a magical thing being next to the number one plate and that kind of stuff. Like, not just the plate, but like while yeah. they're doing their powwow, I'm standing next to Honda's bike, like looking at the jewelry that that it is, and I'm like this is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. So as uh, Jet's going by for his last lap of a perfect season, I got like a, a video of me like, hey, look at my corny ass while he goes riding by on his last lap of a perfect season. And then two minutes later, standing next to his brother's bike with the number one plate, it's like, 
we bear witness. My grandchildren probably won't exist, but if I have grandchildren, they're going to look at that and be like, fucking grandpa was next to Jet Lawrence's mm-hmm. rookie season. Perfect. Yep. Well, if you go back and think about the other three perfect seasons here. So there was 2008, which I wasn't really into the sport at that point. Um, you were. So yeah. I don't know if you saw it, but obviously. I think I was working with Preston Mole that year. Okay, but obviously you didn't go. Well, did you go the last round then? I don't remember. It was a long fucking time ago now. Yeah. 15 years ago or whatever. So, anyway, so I wasn't around to even be in it. And then rookies, or Ricky's 04. What was the other year he did it? I don't know. Maybe 06. I don't, know, I don't even know. I don't know. I wasn't around. It wasn't back to back, so it wouldn't. Yeah. It couldn't have been 05. I wasn't around for any of them. So, uh, like, yeah. I wasn't that into the sport. It was kind of one of those things, like, I'd gotten into hockey real severely. So, motocross. So, like... Being able to see one in my lifetime here that I actually was, you know, saw was part of, like saw him win, obviously for the twenty-two motos. I'm like, this is cool. You may never see it again. May never see it again until January when he, we start Supercross and we see the first ever seventeen and zero Supercross season. Because God, that's gonna be fucking glorious. Well, this is a great time to bring up. We need to put a wager on it then. I'm gonna be vindicated on this. I would much bet. like outdoors. Yeah, well, it's hard to put money against him winning the championship, but I definitely put whatever you want against him going perfect season. There's no fucking oh, chance. Man, it's gonna be glorious. I like the Lawrences, but there ain't no fucking chance he's going perfect season in Supercross. I don't know. I gotta let me. I gotta think about this a little bit more here. Okay. I gotta do some studying. We gotta make it a juicy bet too, not just twenty bucks or something. Like even a bottle of whiskey's fine, but like this is a this isn't a small bet. One billion dollars. I don't remember. How <laughs> yeah, with the pinky. Yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, no, but yeah, twenty. I mean, there's there's not a lot to say. We've broke down everything. He was picture perfect. I mean, he was doing stuff there. Um, when you went around the start, you did that ninety right, and then that tight one eighty left, and then when you came into that next ninety left, he was jumping that inside breaking bump. I've seen it on Instagram this morning. He up and Deegan over, are the only two yeah, people I saw. up over the inside roller and just butter like it's really hard to do that even deegan wasn't doing it as clean like deegan did it but it wasn't clean like jet i Clearing mean it was one just... thing but the, the challenge as a rider is like if you can bunny hop a breaking bump and get over okay yeah but you're landing in a corner when the corner is already been I, like turning. i said it's it was fucking hard to do. it was money dude i yeah. watched that so many times the other thing i watched um in that back section there, that long rhythm lane that goes mm. under the bridge there. Oh, yeah. Did you see the video of him yes. casing the top of it Super and just sick. like, bleep, 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 and just kept going? Like, not case and like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. just cased it like it wasn't even there. So it's when on the track, after you come from the back side to the front side. When and you then go under you, the bridge. You go under the bridge, the man bridge, yeah. and then there's like a five pack and then a little, little weird double yeah. and then another. Yeah, it's like, like a check. It's like foot. a five pack, then a checkup jump, and then a. Yeah, they built the last double like way up, way bigger. Than way it too used short to be. for that much speed too. But yeah. What what you and I were talking about before the race is that I thought that they were gonna go and get up and wheel tap off the top one and land in the pocket and then hit the next jump, and nobody did that. But no. this is the closest you could get doing that, where yeah. you kind of like clank and then you go off of that. Yeah, which was wild. I mean, that, when you, if you want to know why he went twenty two and zero, you watch his bike handle that and you just go, oh, okay, mm. that's. I mean. Dude, anybody else would have hit that, started going to Indonesia, whether they went all the way or not, and just been on the limiter. And he didn't even do it. He literally just, like, rode through it and then manualed into the face of the next one. It was, I mean, it was the most, I'm speechless Like a BMX bike. Yeah, I'm just, I'm speechless over it, dude. It was was great to see. 
22 and 0 and now we're done talking about that we'll see if he can go 3 and 0 so the thing is is that you like when we watched Ricky and James in their era mm-hmm. like when they won it's like good fucking luck beating them because mm-hmm. they looked like kind of similar to Deegan right now where he's hitting this finish line thing we're going to talk about later when Ricky was that era he would be like here's the jump he would jump to like fucking out here he's mm-hmm. just you nobody's going to beat him yeah. right i never have thought that was yet not even once. No. Like, he's very, very, very good, and he's so fast, but he makes it look easy. This is why I think so many people, especially like Justin, who grew up in the Ricky and Stu era there, they, it confused them. And they were like, yeah. oh, there's no way he's going to do it. No, he just he doesn't care. He doesn't have that domination bug in him of, like, I'm going to destroy you and your feelings all at once. But yeah, he's, he just beats you really yeah, good. Yeah, but he's like, but I'm going to win. Tiptoeing around. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was really impressive to watch, but fucking incredible. Kind of confusing, still, honestly. As a tactician, as the like, I look at the mechanics of how you do these actions of the of the race. It doesn't really add up for me. He's just that good at everything. He's gonna just destroy everyone. I can't wait for the bet. When he's, you're gonna be hitting this panic button right here. When he when he's talk <laughs> when he's talking. I mean, think about it. Think about it. At what point? Have you ever heard outside the only person who's done this? The only person who's done this was Stu. What? At what point have you heard someone in the premier class say, "I knew he was catching me, so I slowed down so I would be rested when he did it." Filippoto. When did he say? Townley. That? Oh, okay. Fair. But very, very rare. It's but, not normal. I was gonna say. Okay, so there's been. Two people who dude, have done those it. guys went in in the RV and ben I remember because I, I I've dude, gone back and watched so stuff. Yeah. That, that must have been like oh seven. Yeah, oh seven. They were battling it because so it's, badass. Was oh seven or was it oh eight? Might have been oh eight. Could have been. I think it was actually it. It might have been oh eight because it, I think it was the year Stu went perfect because I've watched that great outdoors multiple times and I, they talked about the all Kawasaki show. Back yes. Then. Yes. Speaking of Kawasaki, we're going to get to that later. Boy, yeah. it's nice to see them back on top. Yeah. So, but I don't know. There's a lot of race wins coming here, buddy. Three more before the year's over. Maybe four because he's going to win. Par- we'll see. I want to see what Paris Supercross is like. Because hmm. he's racing Paris Supercross. Really? Mm-hmm. Both of them? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think Webb's going too. Good. So this will be. I want to see. Fine. I want to see a really pissed off Cooper Webb. Well, you're going to see him in two weeks too. Yeah, like a saber tooth tiger. Yeah, and then when Jet just destroys that, like, how's that going to be? Like, mm, yeah, we'll see about you that. You think he can mentally break him too? No. Yeah, getting a Cooper Webb. Has he mentally broke Chase yet? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think that Chase is still on his way up, and they're both so young. Mm-hmm. And I think Cooper Webb, you're not going to get to him mentally wise, but I think that you're just going to. Hmm. Truthfully, if he's not a saber-toothed tiger, it's because he's on his way out, not because you're beating him and he's submitting. Yeah, okay. Um. Anyway, so Sexton goes 2-2 for second. He wanted it bad yesterday, buddy. He looked great. He was I, – I made the comment uh, – or, well, I kept it a little more PG. Isaac uh, from the West Coast guy. Gonzalez? Was, yeah, I was texting Shout me. Shout out to that kid. Yep. He's, he's real nice. I just started talking to him. I don't know Did who you? he is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, so he texts me in the morning. He's like, well, what do you think? You think Chase is going to get him? And I said, Chase is here to fuck. Is he a kid or a guy? I don't know. Well, he's a dude. He's a dude. Like I a- kept it more PG. I said, Chase is here to party or something like that. But in my mind, I was saying, Chase Chase showed up to fuck yesterday. Yeah. 
Now, he got fucked <laughs> because Jet was like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. Yeah. But he, in practice, he was there to rip. Yeah. So so in the mechanics area, for, I, was, I was doing, obviously, as you guys know, I was Kevin Moran's uh, mechanic for the day with him and his, his dad, Frank, who's the fucking nicest guy ever. But anyways. Uh, Me and Frank share chips ahoy every time we're together, baby. Yeah, he's a real good guy. We break fucking bread, dog. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm in the mechanics area, and there's. Uh, two Suzuki guys, then Jay Shan, who is CNC Rulo's mechanic, then me, then I don't remember Anderson's mechanic's name, but then there's Zimmy, who's Sexton's mechanic, and then Christian, who is uh, Jet's mechanic, all like in a row there. So like Kevin's a little ways behind, so I'm kind of like as I'm doing my pit board and checking the shit, I gotta see, kind of seeing what they're doing too, and what the two Honda guys would put on the board would just be their two lap times. For hmm. both of them. So yeah. it would be the rider's lap time on top and the other person's lap time below. And it was really interesting to see because, like, hmm. they're teammates and they're all good friends, but they're competing too, mm-hmm. right? So it was kind of – it was fun. And they get all fired up, like, as you would. Like, Kevin's, you know, a friend of ours and, like, I like, you know, involved in helping him. But, like, we don't have that bond, so mm-hmm. to say. But when you're that deep yeah. in, in a championship hunt, your mechanic is, like, ready to bleed for you straight mm-hmm. up. So to see them, comp- like the mechanics, the comp- the competitors in there, it's, you know, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And like I don't, I don't know Zimmy at all, but like many, many years ago, we were we were supposed to be on a team together, and I actually didn't really like the guy back then. But he's, you know, nothing wrong with him now. Good for you. But to see him compete like that, you'll love to see it because it's a very rare thing mm-hmm. that you get to experience, let alone in life, but just as just in our sport in, in general, only a handful of guys get that experience, right? Mm-hmm. So. Fuck yeah, let's go. Yep. Um, all right, so AP goes 5-3 for third. That was what I told our friends from Alabama at the bar on uh, Friday night. Yeah, Podi- she, podium. That that wife loved Chad Reed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if she saw him yesterday. I wish she would have because she was, she was ready to see him. Yeah, mm-hmm. so <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to our Alabama friends. I don't remember the names, but uh, they're cool. Blanket on it, too. We're terrible. He's going to listen to this and comment and be like, it was whatever. Well, I blame it on the... Alcohol? Yeah, what was it? The tequila shots we did with them. I don't yeah, remember. I, I need that tequila shot either. Ladies and gentlemen, if but... you do tequila shots, never do them warm. Always chill them. <laughs> never. Any shot, really. Kids home, sorry. Sorry to your moms watching this, but... Future don't, reference. Don't do warm shots. It's gross. No. Uh, but anyway, so AP goes 5-3. Dude, just the life of the party there in Indiana. They went. Those people love him. So I'm standing at the the podium after the perfect season stuff, and yeah. then they brought up uh, AP, and local, he's a local boy, right? Well, yep. the crowd's going nuts for the Lawrence brothers, but then they go crazy for AP, oh, yeah. who got third, they right? They went crazy for him on the parade It was lap. awesome. Like, it was, yeah, it was a thing, so... Um, Love so yeah, it. they go that like that way for Deegan too, and it's yeah. like he's brand new. What's this gonna grow to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I think that's a good round out of the year for AP. There, we'll see what yeah. he does in these SMX races, but he definitely came full circle and made some good gains. Uh, allegedly, their bikes improved a lot. I don't know nothing about it, but we'll allegedly, see. we'll see. Let's see what these super motocross races look like. Well, what you make your like for example, the forks is allegedly the one of the problems they have right well yeah. if you've made your forks better for motocross well then you're going to a totally different discipline like your your suspension for you guys that don't ride at home like supercross and outdoor suspension are totally different yeah. it's like a mountain bike and a bmx bike that's yeah. how different they are so like okay if you made it better for outdoors well what happens when you go indoors right 
I don't know, man. We're going to find out. They probably so. have test riders already doing that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jason Anderson goes 4-4 for fourth. He was ripping yesterday. He looked awesome. Yeah. He, and, like, his – so the, there's, like, a flow to the, to the track a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, he was he was one of the guys that – he and AP both, rather than, like, going like this over the braking bumps, they, like, make the bike real light, and the bike does the work, but they, like, almost are just floating over top of it. And when yeah. they would go by, you're like – it, would, it was visually noticeable. It was really cool to see. Yeah, he uh, he looked super good yesterday. Every time I was watching him, he was he was ripping. So yeah. he was one of those guys that would scrub that that hill right before the mechanics area so damn hard. That was like, uh, maybe tone it back, bro. Like, super fun. Like you watch you watch some of those guys, and I, this is something that like happened last year too that I watched. So like Sexton and Eli battle in there last year. Both those guys, they slam that hill dude like like they're not they're not nice on it they are literally trying to drive the bike through the pocket of that fucking hill yeah then you get guys like jet nope he's just like whoop it's it's completely different like standing Mm. there watching it because i stand there i stand there a lot by the tower and watch these races there because it's in the shade and usually it's a gazillion degrees much like it was yesterday so so the shade's really nice. So I watch that section a lot, a lot. And like I said, watching these guys float, there are some of them that do. I mean, Deegan was another one. And we'll, like I said, we'll get to him and how he, mm-hmm. he like punched the bike in there. But then you get guys like Jet and it's like he doesn't and he doesn't even scrub it that hard. It's it's yeah. crazy. Like he's not flat. He's literally there's like a little like bike motion to it, but it's not anything like some of these guys. Ando is one of those guys that like slams it in there and is like, whoop. Yeah. Over it, so. so an interesting thing about that, I didn't get to see the 450s from that side because obviously I'm on the bottom of that hill. But yeah, uh, they were a lot of times land way off to the left, and like you gotta be like, ah, like yeah, don't hit me. But, yeah, but um, the 250s I did watch, did watch when they come into that scrub single, yeah, real hard. Most guys that are like going pretty fast, like they come into it and they're scrubbing and they're braking to eat their speed, and like they follow it and they they kind of do a whip over the top. But the fast guys. Like the top five 250s as well, I really noticed. Uh, Deegan's a great example for this. They they're using this the skid plate on the bike. They fucking they basically frame the bike into the ground and then slide the bike. So you see the scrub mm-hmm. lines, but the, they're really framing. The reason that there's only a rut on the outside isn't just because they're scrubbing it, because they're destroying the inside of that line with the skid plate. They're mashing the bike into the dirt yeah. to eat that momentum. Because mm-hmm. when you're coming into it, on the, especially going right, you can't fucking push the brake when you're leaning the bike to the right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really interesting. The little details like that, the mechanics of it are super cool to watch. Yeah, so guys like uh, guys like Deegan and Barsha there that are like laying the bike flat and stuff, I noticed this with Barsha in the 450 moto when I was watching it. About halfway up that face... He's not even on the tires anymore. It's literally like the skid plate, like you said, and like the side of the bike as he's like scrubbing it over because the tires are just like floating up. I guess you mm. call it the cushion of the rut going up the face of. I mean, it's the most insane thing to watch and be like, I don't even, I don't even understand how the mechanics, the physics work. That's an I, interesting it, thing. It blows you just my up. mind because when you come up, so like if you think about, like I'm not really good in a, getting a good. At, uh, visual here for the fans but let's say this is the rut when you come at it at the like you're in the pocket of the rut yeah your bike follows the rut but when you're here like it might maybe catch the end of the rut maybe yeah. like you want it to slide you don't want it to be like mm-hmm. cornering a rut kind of thing right yep. 
cool to watch. Very unusual to see, mm-hmm. but fun to watch for yeah. sure. And like I said, and not everybody does it because like you watch like Barsha Anderson, them that really throw the bike flat, a lot of bike and body English. Like it's completely different than like when Jet goes in there. Yeah, completely different. So the dirt there was really good that uh, yeah. yesterday. Most of the dirt on the track was really good. There was a couple spots that didn't water. Dylan Ferrandez has got something to say about that, but uh, otherwise it was pretty damn good. Yep. Um, AC goes six six for fifth. Great. Uh, yeah. That's I mean, top five, whatever, hey, but... He is tied with everybody else here for the most races completed this year, <laughs> as they said on the broadcast. So he's pumped on that, which is the same thing we've been saying, which is just finish all the laps. Yeah, he, he looked he great, and he's yeah. improving. Yep. I, honestly, I truly, honestly, like, I don't know, this whole arm nerve thing is... Who knows what it actually is going on, but I, I still feel like he's improving, honestly. He is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... Uh, if the arm gets better... He's gonna show up to fuck again, okay? Yeah, like he, like he did way. rookie year. Yep, he's gonna show up, and that speed will start to show back up. Right now, he's still, it's better. They said it's better. I mean, top five in the four fifty class is pretty fucking good. But. Yeah, with one arm. <laughs> so, because I mean, if I chop off your arm, like, okay, good luck. You yeah, know. Right. So anyway, um, all right. Uh, Garrett Marchbanks seven eight for sixth. Good ride. Rides that four fifty, kind of like a two fifty. Like, I, he likes it better, but, like, he's... I noticed with him and Phil, like, they're on the limiter a lot. Oh. Like, a lot, a lot. Hmm. Uh, at least a lot more compared to, say, everyone else. Hmm. Um, you know, Jet's, like, obviously a, a bad example because Jet's, like, so far in the other direction. But compared to, like, chasing them, I was... It's things like this that you see when you're at the races and, like, pick up on because you just, like, especially, like, that section, like I said, where they go finish line and then, you know, the checkup and then the, the, the scrub jump. It's, like, you really see, like, okay, like, who's who's on the limiter? And it's, like, you watch Jet, and Jet's just coasting, so whatever. But then you watch, like, Chase, and he's, like, bruh, bruh, bruh. And then you hear, like, March Banks come over, and he's, like, bruh, 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 bruh. And it's, like, okay, yeah, uh, dude, maybe we should just like chill a little bit more like great rider i mean it great sounds ride. like sounds nice right but sounds cool when you're trying to chase those guys you're yeah. like squeeze every inch out of that throttle cable you can you know well i don't know jet went 22 and 0 and didn't go past quarter throttle so i mean maybe we should have some conversations about what riding really is you know what i'm saying i don't know ask justin barsha who's throwing one leggers every lap <laughs> yeah love to see it he also didn't beat what's it called all year yeah he had a rough day yesterday yeah but We'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, but great ride for March Bank seven eight for sixth. I mean, this is he he's in my opinion here. If he continues to do things like this, he's just a solid secondary four fifty rider for some team. Yeah, he's what Kyle Chisholm used to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Kyle, Kyle Chisholm's kind of like the third rate now, but he's yeah, you know, been well, there forever. Chisholm's and he's forty years old, dude. Reliable. Yep. Easy. You know. Yep. So. Uh, speaking of Barsha, he goes eleven five for seventh. Wasn't he down in the first moto? I don't yeah, remember. I don't remember if it was. It wasn't the first corner, but it was not that far past that. Yeah. Right? So yeah, he so came from way fucking back. Yeah, a bit of a rough day. He was. I mean, he was riding okay. Everything I saw from him, like there wasn't anything crazy that he like wasn't doing or anything. He just uh, when you start in thirties, something. Yeah, yeah, it just makes it makes it tricky. So took him half half the moto to get by Kevin. Yeah, I did. That first moto, he didn't move up fast because that was how I was tracking Kev, too. Like, and even when he got around Kev, like, he wasn't getting around everybody else really quickly either. So, maybe, uh, maybe the 100 degrees has something to do with all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, no, that could be. He might have been. I wonder. I don't remember if that. When it was. 
Never mind. I'm out. All I, right. I had a thought, and it's irrelevant now. So anyway, uh, Dylan Wright, Canada's own, goes uh, eight nine for eighth. So that's cool. His good. chain didn't come off this week and shatter his cases. Mm. So big plus there. Uh, he got to pit off the side of the Honda truck, so that's kind of cool. Anytime yeah, you get great. to do that, so um, especially on a day like that, he gets a taste of that. Yep. So, so there's a huge thing about having. So as a racer or any any professional uh, potential person, you to there's an old saying from Dan Pena: success leaves clues. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you're around on a day when there's two number one plates and everything is going your way in Honda. You want to be, if you're trying to be that person, you want to be as close as you can, mm-hmm. right? So to have that opportunity, it's good for him. Yeah. Um, all right. Phil Nicoletti goes 12-7 for 11th, or I'm sorry, 12-7 for 9th. Jesus. It's been a long weekend. Phil goes 12-7 for 9th. Phil looked fine. I don't want to keep shitting on the guy, but uh, whatever. 69 in, baby. Yawn. Wine dine in 69. So. Nothing against the guy. He fucking did pretty good, but, you know. Whatever. Harry Coolis from Estonia goes 9-12 for 10th, so that's cool. Uh, Dylan Ferrandis, first moto, Dylan Danger Zone was back. He went third. Second moto, big old nose pick in that yeah. third corner there, and DNFs. Yep, that's what happens when you don't water the whole dra- the whole track very good and you have a slide out like that. Yep, and to be honest, I think he's just over Star Yamaha at this point. So on the broadcast, we we were listening to it on the way home because we just got back from the race fucking half an hour ago. Or whatever, yeah, but on, they mentioned that uh, his agent claims they have something work for next in the year. Works. Yeah, and I hope so. I really hope so. Me too. You know, it's uh, but supposedly supposedly he's gonna be riding next year. Is what they said, which is weird because everything I've heard is he's not riding next year. Knock on wood for we'll him. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So, uh, he looked good, though. He really did look good. Hawaii's own Grant Harlan goes 14-14 for 12. Uh, Freddie Noren goes 22-10 for 13. And Freddie was way back in that first moto, too. He also maybe he got tied up with Bam. I don't remember. Mm. But he came from a long ways back because I remember him going by somewhere where i was filming and i was like oh freddie what happened bro like why are you way back here so um hey, anyway what, what, did we miss pettis no oh he got a bad overall then pettis goes 10 dnf for 14th i didn't know he dnf'd yeah that second moto he pulled off remember i told you he uh i watched him pull in the pits and there was something wrong with the left handlebar of his bike i don't know what it was oh shitty yeah so he looked so good he like was there was fucking five, ripping there was like five riders there i was like wow right <laughs> yep Two of them are really easy to tell. And Joe, number three, but Pettis was unreal looking. Just ripping. He's Canadian, right? Yeah. yeah oh, I was, yeah. I was really impressed because, I mean, being a Michigan man, I see a lot of the Canadian stuff. And, I mean, I thought he was a good rider, but I thought he was just another good rider. Yeah. But he's going by, and I'm like, fuck, this guy's fast. He was on a fucking mission in practice. Yeah, I okay. mean, we both came back, and we were, you were like, dude, you see Pettis? I was like, yeah. Because I had to be like, who the hell is this three-digit dude on a Red Bull KTM? Dude, it was it was impressive. And that first moto, he was... <laughs> it's, like, it's like our boy Jace from Gypsy Tales says, those boys showed up to fuck. <laughs> and he showed up yesterday to fuck. And he did, too. Top 10 in that first moto all day long, man. Most of the time when you're at a national, especially in the 450 class, as guys go by, like, Oh yeah, there goes that guy. Zoom, 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 mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, they kind of are similar. Yeah. They're, and then sometimes you have a standout guy where you're like, you get a little head turn, like, whoa, 
I had like 10 of them when that guy went by. Even in the mechanics area, it was real rough and, and uh, ruddy in front of the mechanics area. And a lot of guys were like right on the edge of the track, just barely missing my fucking pit board and stuff. Dude, he was he would just pop a wheelie and ride through it or whatever. He was flying. Oh, was, yeah. Every time I'm like, damn. And, I, and once I really realized who it was, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. Yeah, there was him and there was Jay Wilson in practice that i was like man those guys are ripping and then he was going really fast and jay wilson i realized just looked like he was going really fast yeah he was uh he didn't show up for the motos right no i don't know what happened there yeah. um jose butron goes dnf 11 he had bike troubles that first moto uh jeremy hand goes 16 16 for 16th uh butron looked like he was having an ailment on the on the second moto gate because he was like you know Hmm. You when you got kind of an injury, you're trying to like stretch out and stuff, and you can, yeah. you're laboring it and stuff. I was standing right fucking next to the guy, and he's doing all these weird stretches. I'm like, you all right, dude? He's fucking tight, man. Yeah, his weird accent. I'm like, eh, let a rip, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, man. I'm tight, bro. I'm so tight. <laughs> so, all right. Um, let's see here. Where were we? Uh, oh, Shane McElrath, aka Johnny Shanes. <laughs> <laughs> shows up shows up goes 25 13 for 17th oh, God, that's rough it's rough when you show up and you don't get any points in a moto like kev had it second moto yesterday shane had it first moto yesterday poor uh what's his nuts there uh colt nichols shows up gets zero points think he broke his hand or something or finger oh, or something i hope he's all right but otherwise i mean yeah so anyway uh Steven Rabuni from France goes 13 DNF for 18th. Bryce Shelley, rookie out of uh, Loretta's here, mm-hmm. shows up and goes uh, 15-20 for 19th. Points. Yep. And uh, Roman Pope shows up and goes DNF 15 for 20th. And that's basically the top 20 there. Shout out to Jace Kessler goes 18-24 for 24th. Points. Uh, let's see here. Anybody else from Michigan? Nope. And like I said, Colt Nichols shows up, gets zero points, goes 37 DNF. Rough fucking day. His last go on a, on a Kawasaki. His last go on a Japanese bike. Because he's beta. I don't know. He oh, might ride the Kawasaki for SMX. Yeah, and he's, unless he's got a And he's still hand. contracted for whatever it is, Rick Ware, MDK, whoever it is he's riding for World Supercross. So whenever we get back to rounds of oh. that... He'll be what on whatever bike that is, I think. Well, so much for what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been your four ra- 450 race recap brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Make sure to check them out for all your exterior needs. They're always well hung, just like Justin Barsha, Jason Anderson. So. Yeah, boy. All right, moving on here. Um, We're going to do our, our, well, I'm going to do my Holster Co. Reload Rant. This is going to be great. It's not. I don't even know what it is today. It's not going to be anything uh, like you think it is. So here's my <laughs> here's my holster co reload rant. Okay. Uh, we get shit all the time about not being professional. Okay, this isn't a professional setup, and it's not. We do these mostly for fun. I take it kind of as a secondary job, but it's mostly for fun. I'm just here for fun. Then we are sitting. Where the fuck were we sitting watching ESPN the other night? Oh, this is hilarious. Where were we sitting? Watching? We were at the steakhouse in... Fuck yes, that's where we were. We're at dinner Stevensville. Thursday night, middle of, I don't know, Michigan, Stevensville, somewhere down there, headed down towards Crawfordsville, having dinner. Fucking ESPN is on. They're interviewing a guy on ESPN, another another guy like us who Schefter. does... Yeah, Schefter. okay, yeah, whatever. He's on his fucking phone 
in a restaurant doing the interview <laughs> on ESPN. As we're at the restaurant talking about Moto at the bar, we're like, well, shit, we should just grab a GoPro. <laughs> but we are the unprofessional ones. Uh, that's funny. I mean, this is a fucking multi-million, hundreds of million dollar company, and they've got a guy on a cell phone at dinner. Yep. Unfucking real. Well... On one hand, I don't want to hear anybody talk about my professionalism anymore. Well, no, I want, I want, I won't hear it. I won't hear it. He's in, he's on ESPN in a fucking steakhouse. He wasn't in his house with his bookshelf behind him or in his basement, you know, in his man cave, whatever. He was in a fucking restaurant yeah. on his cell phone. I'll say it was amateur, but let me just throw, let me just preface or uh, respond with, okay, so I live on a lake. And I got a pontoon boat that would be a great place to have you and me and about six, maybe eight women and have the show on the pontoon. Or we could be uh, like Thursday when we rolled in was no Friday when we were there. It was hot as hell out and I had my golf clubs with me. So I went across town to Crawfordsville and went golfing Mm -hmm. and we could be filming on the fucking golf course pounding, you know, Capri Suns or whatever you drink. <laughs> it's um, it's unbelievable. It's un- the unprofessionalism there that they can get away with because their ESPN is unbelievable. Well, that was unprofessional. But, but the other side, but I'm of it, unprofessional. Well, the other side of it is, I think that, well, like this studio is cool, and being like real straight to the topics is cool. But I truthfully, I mean, I don't know because I don't watch a lot of the po- podcast stuff. But I truthfully think like the flavor of things mm-hmm. is way fucking cooler. So like being in here is cool and. You know, the things that we get to show and, and explain on the pot are cool, but, like, imagine that me, it's me and you on the pontoon boat with, you know, two racers and a bunch of women. Like, that would be a great show. That would be a fucking awesome show. And the fans would love it. All, all 40 of them would love it. All 45 people would think it's great. <laughs> I don't know. Probably half of them would tell us that we're Deacon haters. And the Wouldn't other, that be awesome? The other half would be, like, you guys don't even fucking watch Moto and... And yeah, so here we are. Okay, so. so in in response to that, if we had the four Deegans with us or five Deegans with us on the pontoon, that would be a great show. Be a and great time. Imagine the volume they would get from their channel being on there. Yeah. What do they get? Like two million of a, a video? No, they're not that high. I, think, I wouldn't. I'd they never. got a million subs, but they're not. Nah, they get thirty percent. So three three hundred thousand or something. Oh shoot, so, shucks. I'm just saying it's. <laughs> It's not as high as you think. So. Okay. Well, let's let's do a pontoon show and see how it goes. Well, as soon as you get Brian out there with us, I'm in. All right. So, all right. That's been your whole Chicago Reload rant. I'm professionalism. It was a little less r- ranty than I thought it was going to be, but that's I'm good. I'm tired today, man. Like, this isn't an upbeat <laughs> show here for me. I'm fucking tired, man. Yeah. He I've drove been, the whole way. So. I've been talking to people all weekend. I didn't go to bed on time. Not once. I'm tired. I'm just tired. All right. Uh, I kept my way past his bedtime. We went to a local establishment the last couple nights uh, for dinner and other things. It's been way past my bedtime every night, except, for, well, last night would be like a normal Saturday bedtime. It was bedtime like 1130 for me. or something. Yeah, when I passed out, when you put the race on your laptop, and as I was I like, the race and on, we're over. done. <laughs> yeah, yep. woke oh, up right. at 8 o'clock this morning, and I don't even know what the hell happened. Yep. Uh, so, anyway, all right. Uh, let's move on here. 250 race recap brought to you by our friends at Dep Creative Co. Look them up for all your motorcycle graphics needs. I got to call Eric and get some graphics for the old blue crew there. I got the plastics. I might as well put the graphics on. You're doing some vintage look? Yep. 
That's we're gonna have to exactly. get some purple rims then. That's exactly what we're doing. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. Color they know. Blue. Well, you don't want to replace those, then. you just want to get another set. Yeah. Hey. It's expensive. I know. I've guy. been looking. I've been looking. So anyway, uh, two fifty race recap here. So uh, <laughs> Joe Schmoda gets Kawasaki's only win of the year, oh, either man. class. So happy to see it. Goes one one. He rode great, uh, and I'm really really proud for mitch and i didn't get to talk to him yesterday every time we walked by he was doing an interview because they just won but uh that guy in particular as a young me just seeing the success and seeing how he does it and like le learning a lot about him was a big imp uh, impact and then as i got into the industry like more especially as a mechanic uh when i was like for example when i was with ktm uh, like he was quite a resource for me to lean on because i was mm -hmm. an engine guy and you know you, you think you know a bunch and then you go and you're like these guys are like next wizards, level right next so level. like he would ask me things i'd be like fuck i never even thought about that so one of those things like i have a uh, a couple old voicemails from like 15 years ago that i'll never delete and shit like that so i love seeing a success for him and i i hope truthfully the success continues so like for example uh, 250 class in Supercross, I would love to see a green. Mm -hmm. I don't have any skin in the game, but just for Mitch, let him go. Give me a Cam, give me a Cam McAdoo uh, championship, and I'll be smiling. We'll see. Uh, it's it's a huge shocker that they have that Kawasaki's. This is the only race they've won yeah. all year. Like that is just when they threw that stat out, and it's been since like '81 since that's happened. It's unbelievable. Hmm. It's absolutely unbelievable. So. Um, you know, this just proves the point, though, too, that people have been talking about. When Joe doesn't have any pressure, he rides fine. But as soon as you start talking about him for anything, like winning a championship, oh, all bets are off. I never even thought and about he that. He shits before. the bed. Hmm. So, and I and I love Joe. I'm a huge Joe fan. Love the kid. Love you know the way he rides. Everything about him. But like, it's 100 percent true at this point of like when there's talk of him being the guy, like there was in Supercross this year, or outdoors or anything goes way downhill. And then as soon as you get to the end of the season, like as soon as we got to the point that he was basically out of it here, all of a sudden his results started to improve. Interesting. So The mental side should be, uh, if not his strength now, it should be soon because when you work with Nicholas Way, yeah. your riding is good, but your mental swagger is everything. He's going to the Lawrence program. Oh, that makes sense. So That's Osho, right? Yes. Johnny O'Mara is awesome. Yeah. So we'll see here. Um, all right, so now we're going to jump right into our Isaac Nelson Designs Deacon Danger Zone. I should record that so I don't have to do that every week. Ah, make sure you to check get out the, the God of Supercross voice to do it. Make sure, yes, there that we go. Awesome. Make sure to check out Isaac Nelson Designs for all your logo development needs on Instagram. Or website link in the description down below. All right, so Hayden Deegan goes two three for second overall. Fucking ripping. Looks so good. Fucking ripping. Honestly, if you've seen Ricky Carmichael ride in person, Deegan is not very far from that. Nuts kind of. are so big they wouldn't fit in this fucking room. Yo, well, this is now we're gonna talk about the finish line jump. I don't. It doesn't mathematically make sense that he was able to hit. None that. of it makes sense on a two fifty. None of it corner, makes sense. The corner sucks so bad. That you can barely make the little double out of the corner, and then there's a 20 foot run to the finish line, and like if you're just riding normal, you're like, mm -hmm. eh, okay, I'm riding over the finish line and shit like that. Well, he comes and he's like, see you later, I'm going over the moon. 
those bikes must be a lot of power because to do that, it's, you can't spin the tire. You have to just propel. Mm -hmm. And when you get into the face, like you have to seat bounce the shit out of it because that way you can get the bike to like pull up the face. He, I don't think he was seat bouncing it. I don't honestly think he was seat bouncing. So, so I spent the entire first moto standing there waiting for him to Wishing do that he would job. Do it. Yeah. Which he never did. So that was a huge letdown because I was like, oh, I know I'm going to be over here second moto because it's going to be hot. And then uh, second moto comes around. And I'm and I'm like happen to walk up there and out of the corner of my eye I catch him doing it and I'm like holy shit so I go down there he comes around the next lap sure as shit just and the guy next to me is like he's been doing it every single lap and I'm like get the fuck out of here hmm. I have literally been standing here so anyway so then I stood there and I filmed it like the next three laps and then there was like two laps to go and so then I walked up and around because I'm like I gotta see how he hits this corner because like you said not only does that corner suck. There's that little double. You can barely make the double. Yeah, and there's not very much space between that and the in the finish. And I mean, like I told you earlier, there was it I mean, he just like rolled through the corner. Like it wasn't like he hit it crazy. It wasn't uh the Houston corner that we all saw at the beginning of the year that we all went, Holy shit, yeah, where did that speed come from? Yeah, no, it was nothing like that. And he just rolled on up the face and boom, just sent it. But that's I've, crazy power. You've been there two years now with me. I've been there four years now. I've never seen anybody do that. 450, 250, nothing. Nobody ever jumps that. Like, it, I, I'm just like, and like, he, this is something I really like about this kid now. What he showed me is he's got these nuts to jump huge shit. <laughs> like, because, Okay, so for example, in practice, right? We were arguing about this on amateur day there of what were the guys going to do in that first jump coming under the bridge there, yeah. that five pack or whatever. Would they would they go like three up onto the top and then double off? Would they go four over the top and then just roll down into the next one, whatever? And yeah, because sea riders were going over the top of it. Yeah, so you were like, dude, they're going to go all the way. And I was like, I don't know, man. That pocket looks really small, like. It, they're going to be going so fast that I don't think it's going to work. The only person in first practice, because I went over there because I'm like, I'm going to see this. And I stood there all first practice, too. The only person that even tried it was Deegan about four laps in a row. And he was trying because he would do it. And he's just like, I mean, dude, he's same thing as with the finish line jump. Wide open, just slamming down in there and like, nope, not quite. And then so he was knuckling it. Uh, like Yeah. Like yeah, he wasn't much short, but he was short. And then he would go over like the little scrub jump and then he'd go over the next big double and he would like look back. And I'm like, when he did that the first time, I'm like, oh, he's sizing that. He wants to jump that whole fucking thing. And like I say, he tried like three laps in a row and never made it all the way clean. I don't know, man. I'm like, look, I'm still going to sit here and spit like the like straightforward facts about him or whatever but i'm becoming a fan of watching the kid because he's got these nuts to do things like this that it's like who the hell else does it yeah who the hell else does it that's funny we have i mean who have we had recently in since since k-dub to do these huge jumps uh there's a bunch of guys that hit hit big shit. Like even Forkner, he's he's having a hard time now. But like, there's a bunch of guys. That I mean, hit big okay, shit. so so Brayton would be the guy that would go out and do it. Okay, and Tomac, yeah, Bray, Brayton would hit huge jumps, and Tomac would kind of do it, but he wasn't like 
especially the last couple of years, he's gotten a little more like ridiculous or like uh, not ridiculous. He's gotten a little more subdued of like, I'm not going to do it because it's not worth getting screwed up over, you know? Um, and I'm sure, that, I'm sure you guys are going to comment below with like a dozen different names. Okay. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys that do big shit, but, but this guy is like the guy. Yeah. But it's like watching this kid ride. It's like, he's, Looking at what he did yesterday, looking at some of the stuff he did in Supercross, he's going to be the guy that's going to try to fucking jump stuff that, like, I mean, I don't want to say it's, like, Stu-esque, but it's kind of Stu-esque of, like, like, is that going to be the thing in 10 years here? Are we going to be, like, are we going to go from, well, Stu would do it, or it's Stu-able to, like, well, Deegan would do it. Probably. I don't know. It's it's a weird comparison, and like I don't really want to put that out there because I know I'm gonna, I'm about to get slayed by the non Deegan people in the comments for even saying something like that. Are you known as like somebody that hates on Deegan or something? I don't know about. This. Oh yeah, because we said that he would be a six to twelfth place guy in outdoors. We were fucking oh. terrible. But then his dad comes out with a video a week later saying, "Yeah, we really thought he'd be like six to twelfth place." Hmm. What? But we were fucking idiots and morons and all of the above, dude. They fucking yeah. hate it because I didn't suck on his nuts to start like right off the bat. And I'm not going to suck on his nuts, period. But the kid's a fucking killer rider and jumping this big shit. I love watching it. I doubt that this was your intention, but there's a thing like, for example, with the show and with TV shows in general where you got like the antagonist, protagonist, yeah. and that type of thing. So like it's part of the show, right? I yeah. So anyway, needless to say, uh, two three to finish out the year second overall. So good. Yeah, I mean he had a great outdoor season, man. This was he exceeded. He all, got a little bit robbed. He exceeded all of our expectations. He exceeded, I think, even their own expectations yeah. from what Brian has said openly. So and yes, he did get robbed with the motor. Hate to see it. The motor, the red flag. The- he didn't get robbed. All of us got robbed because that was sizing up to be a great last three rounds. Boy, could you imagine the nerves that Hunter would have to deal with when uh, Deegan's right there at the points for the last few? I was his tenth place as last yesterday wouldn't have been doing very good. No, like I wanted to see Hunter win, but I wanted it to be last moto type shit there of like holy shit, I can't believe this just happened type deal. So we got robbed on that front. Um, but yeah, what a great rookie season for Hayden Deegan, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, from Supercross to this, and we've got three rounds of SMX to go. So there's only three rounds left for the 96 on a 252, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. So three rounds plus uh, designations. Oh yeah, if he's on a 250, he is. Who's their third uh, rider? For yeah, Australia? I don't know. They haven't announced it yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So. Some of the teams have been announced, like yeah, uh, France. Just it's, France. Uh, well, that's the only major one I've seen. So okay. France has Fevra. Renault and Vial. Yeah, poor Dylan Fernandez. Fuckers. He's trying to get a U.S. passport. First off, fuck France, but even more, fuck the French Federation. What a joke every year. He's trying to get a U.S. passport right now, is what I heard. I think it's just a joke. I saw the thing on Instagram. I don't know, man. That would be funny if he did, though. I mean, for what it's worth, I like the guy, and I wouldn't be mad about it. If you want to be an American, that's cool, but. I wouldn't be mad about it either. We ain't going to use him at the destinations for sure, but, you know. Welcome to the show. I mean, maybe. I mean, it doesn't go that fast. I don't know if you've ever been through any immigration stuff, but I know. it takes fucking I forever. Know. So, anyway. Let the government do anything. It takes forever, and they do it wrong anyways. Yeah. All right. Let's move on here. So, Tom Vial had a great... That was your uh, Deegan Danger Zone, by the way. Deegan Danger Deegan Zone. Danger Zone. All right. Moving on here. Tom Vial had a good day. Three, four, led some laps. Yep. Third overall. I mean, that was good. I'm sure it's end of the season kind of wear and tear. It was hot yesterday, too. So, like... Yeah. 
he and Ryder were were very they were much challenging for the win. It was, yes. it was good to watch. Yes. So, and I think next year will be much, much better for VL. He will be a contender next year. I think. I, outdoors for sure. Supercross, I think he's still going to have like some growing pains, but I don't think it'll be as much as it was this year. He's under contract at least another year, correct? Yes. Good. He's probably going to be. He's probably going to be with KTM for a lot longer than that because he won a two uh, world championship. Mm. <laughs> so I'm not mad about it. I like the KTM guys. No, personally, I don't. I don't have a ktm now the last bike i had was well i haven't had a ktm in 10 12 years but uh roger ian jay dungy like they have a lot of really good guys i like jay dungy because all he does is make memes that make fun of uh phil he's a funny fucker jay dungy is a funny dude mm-hmm. and his, his wife's awesome ap Whitney's was talking cool ap was talking about him doing it literally between motos at a race this year <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, he's showing me on the start line, and I am cracking up. And I, I'm just like, this is great. So those two, those two, I think are perfect for each other there. Yeah. As far as a mechanic and all rider the personality, goes. all the personality. Yeah. Um. All right. Justin Cooper goes 13-2 for fourth overall. He got a little robbed there in that first one. He got into yeah. uh that whatever with corner. Pierce Brown. Yeah. That's that. That was Pierce Brown. 180. Yeah. Pierce Brown that. was on the ground with him there. Um. So that kind of sucks for Justin Cooper for his last. 250 outdoor race there but uh the second moto he looked really good i mean he was riding super well that second moto so he probably will be better on a 450 a lot of guys like jake weimer type guys are better on 250 but i think that the 450 suits his style better i mean i don't know that but i mean he was really good in those supercross rounds he was like top 10 in a stacked field so Hmm. yeah i think i think it'll go just fine it's it's a good signing by star for not a lot of money so on my on my side, uh, when you're working for a rider, like for example, I was working for you guys didn't know I was a mechanic for uh, Kevin Moran's yesterday at Ironman, and when you're working on one of the classes, you barely see the other class. Mm-hmm. But for me, it worked out because uh, Kevin's dad, Frank, who's a wonderful guy, uh, we shared the mechanic role, and he did all the hard work, I did all the easy work, which was it felt weird, but it was cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, so normally, I don't get to watch the other race, or really any of the races. Uh, but y- yesterday I got to witness about half of the 250 motos and Justin Cooper, with the exception of slamming really hard, mm-hmm. he rides really good. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a handful of guys. I'm like, these guys are really good. Mm-hmm. Hey, was RJ there yesterday? No, no. Mm-mm. I was gonna say I didn't notice him. No, he's still got that concussion or whatever issue going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunter Lawrence goes five, nine for fifth. He was just get, that, it, get it covered. Got it covered, and that and the second moto. I mean, they said on the broadcast there he almost didn't ride the second moto because he was just so emotionally drained from like that first moto and like winning that title that it was almost like they didn't want they didn't race. But I don't think Dazzy was going to let that happen. To be ah, honest with you, that's a tough thing to do, right? So yeah. like as a racer, if you if you're in that spot, which I've never been, in, but if, I can imagine that if you're in that spot, like you don't want to go out there after it doesn't mean shit and get mm-hmm. hurt or something but you don't also want to be the guy that just fucking quits because mm-hmm. he doesn't have to like that's a pussy way of doing it right so yeah like, he didn't know. he, he didn't was really right he, here, but he, i was gonna say he was way off all day yesterday so but hey number one plate way to go yeah i'm, I'm proud to see it i mean i as you guys know the fans have been watching for a long time i've been uh, a fan of hunters since before he came here and especially after his struggles with being kind of shitty for a long time uh, so I'm really stoked to see him finding success and getting after it. Yeah. Way to go. Yep. So, um, yeah, and they did. So a funny thing is I was headed down there to watch to see if Star fucked with him on the start of the first moto there. 
ended up getting sidetracked, didn't make it down there. <laughs> All right. Well, I should say I watched the start, didn't pay attention to the rest of it like I was going to. Anyway, uh, but come to find out there, they covered it on the broadcast there. They did put uh, Dax Benick on the other side of the box, and then there was Volan next to um, Hunter, and then you had like Justin Cooper and a couple other guys uh, beyond that. So, uh, but part of that was induced because Hunter didn't qualify that well yesterday. He qualified like six. So he didn't have, there was, you know, star guys ahead of him. So he could kind of go where they weren't. And there he was. So I'll say that with 96, I think that he's composed as a professional. He's, he's methodical about his thoughts. Like he's well mannered and those type of things. I don't see a saber tooth tiger in there. Absolutely but, not. So like when, it, when the pressure's on, like, not saying he crumbles at all. I think he's fantastic, but he doesn't have Cooper Webb Sabretooth Tiger. Yeah, no, I don't think he no, he's not he's not that way. He's not that he's solid. I don't think a lot of things shake him or get to him. Yeah. But he's not yeah, he's not bold face killer. Which is weird too, because I don't feel like Jet gives off any sort of bold face killer vibe, but he is so fucking good. Yeah, I think he could make maybe when he was a rookie with Ferrandis in the two fifty class, maybe mm-hmm. he's got some of that in him, but it, it's not like I think he's so young still. Right? Yeah. That it's kind of like like a little yappy dog. Right. <laughs> I will say another thing about Hunter Lawrence that goes very unnoticed is that most people don't even know he's married and he's got an absolute smoke wife. And <laughs> she, to be able to have the, in any lay of life, let alone as a professional athlete, to have a chick that's flames mm-hmm. that isn't like a a big distraction for like in your circle right and to have her you know it, it becomes quite like for example a Forkner thing right like i mm-hmm. like him a lot more than i used to but uh it can become a thing issues most people don't even fucking know he's married right so it's yeah. like i'm paying attention I got, i'm taking notes a little bit for my own career <laughs> um all right rider d goes nine six for six and his starts were just absolutely on point yesterday yeah, first half that of the motos, was incredible i only saw the first half of the motos and he looked really good yeah he was he was really really good there um which was good but man he fades so being out front's tough isn't it <laughs> well this issue has been going on for a while he's not strong all the way through so hmm. We'll see. We'll see what happens next year. Uh, Jalik Swole goes 11-5 for seventh. That was good. He's he seemed to ride well all day there. So that's 11-5. Yeah, that's, that's good for good for Jalik there. Where is he next year? Triumph, correct? That's what we're saying. Okay, we're idiots. We don't know anything. Tim Foyle hat people over here, but Triumph. Just they don't. They haven't made it public yet. I guess. Okay, so. Uh, Max Volan goes 8-8 eight, eight for 8th. Didn't notice him all day. Maybe they'll show us the subframe for the Triumph next. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? So, uh, Seth Haymaker, super nice kid, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he was talking to Kev after the race yesterday. Super, super duper nice. Uh, 6-12 for ninth. Okay. It's not as good as he's going to be. No. But not bad. Direct in for the SMX rounds. So, that's a big positive. Uh, Styles Robertson shows up for uh, Star there. He's back and twelve uh, eleven for tenth. Okay. Another guy that's yet to find his full potential. Mm-hmm. But he probably yep. will. Yep. Uh, Austin Forkner goes four thirty five for eleventh, and poor Fork cannot buy a break, dude. I hate to, I'm so sick of seeing it. Honestly, uh, <sighs> I used to not even like the guy. I thought he was a fucking little baby, but now like he's really earned my respect a lot. Mm-hmm. 
So you see him kind of knife the front end, just end on, get packed into the stupid single on the inside of the corner, and you're like, dude, come on. You hate to see it. He looked good hopefully, in the first model, too. Hopefully he's okay. I haven't heard anything that he's not, so we'll see, but uh, just rough, man. Yep. Hate to see it. Yep. Uh, Dax Bennett goes 27 for 12. I saw him interacting with some fans yesterday. Nice kid. He rides good, too. He does ride good. So, what's your. Uh, so, with most young riders, it's hard to tell, but like. It's going to take two to three years for him to develop into a full blown party animal, I think. What's your, what's your ceiling for him? Right now, as it stands, or like, or I'm sorry, like going into next year, I think next year he'll be top fives and on the box occasionally. So, KTM? So, Yamaha. No, he's, he's on, yeah, he's on Star. I mean, next year. Yeah, he's on Star. So. Okay. He just signed that deal. So, cool. Um, but yeah, no, I think, uh, I think it's going to take a couple of years for him to develop. He was, he, he's good. He's a really good rider. But he's just one of those really good riders. He he's not a generational person like Deegan or like yeah. Jet. So it's going to take a couple of years to develop, and then he'll be there to party. But I don't know I if do I'm not think... supposed to say this on this show because he's supposed to be like De- Deegan Hayes or whatever. I don't know, but fucking Deegan is going to be really fucking good for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. We're we're like, there now. Everybody we're, that's we're there. everybody that watches uh, Hunter leaving and Justin Cooper leaving is like, how are we going to beat Deegan? Mm-hmm. He's the guy next year. Can't wait to see him at A1. Um, anyway, uh, Pierce Brown goes 17-10 for 13th. 17th was because he was laying in the first corner there with uh, Justin Cooper, so he was coming through. After slamming last weekend, too. Pierce, Pierce Brown. That's what Pierce Brown does. Pierce Brown is down in the brown mm. all the time. So, um, so yeah, so that's okay, Day. Uh, Dylan Schwartz goes 14-13 for 14th. About what I expect for him. Levi Kitchen is a fucking enigma. I do not understand. He was so good in practice. He's so good. Comes out, goes 737. He was out front for a while, right? I don't know what that crash was the second mode. He crashed before they went over the tunnel jump to go up Godzilla. I don't know if he hit the truck there or what, but... Oh, shit. I saw the Alpine Stars guy take off running. Hmm. Running. And I was like, oof. Okay. Um, so I don't really know what happened. The angle I had, I couldn't really see him, and I I mi- completely missed it happening. I consider uh, him to be a contender for the at least the next year. If I not. mean, dude, he like wins one, and then he's just like seventh. He's re- I mean, he's young. He's like he's Nate, really he's good. Like, though. No, he's not that young because he came into the pros older. He's in his twenties. He's like 21, 22. I still consider that to be young as a professional. Well, I mean, athlete. it's young compared to us, but in the sport itself, it's not that young. I mean, you got to figure Deegan's sixteen. I, they're both young. I, I'm I'm really referring to this as uh, a man in his growth, like as a man, right? Yeah. So like your mental game kind of changes. Yeah. So even if you're 16 and then by the time you're 22, like Jet's yeah. still fucking baby. Yeah. Right. So I look at the development as a man, and like besides that, your actual uh-huh. physical being changes, mm-hmm. not just as an athlete, but like you know, like the old by dad the time, arms by thing. By the time Jet's 25. He's going to be winning every single race everywhere, and it's going to be incredible. And PGA events. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to do it all. So, yeah. So, I don't know, man. Like, I just want to see. It. He's very, uh, who else was? Oh, Nate Thrasher. Like, me and Justin argue about all the time. Very Nate thrasher is Like, he'll win, and then it's like 8, 8, 8, 9, 8, 7, 6, fifth place here oh he won again you know like it's it's so weird it's just not yeah. consistent i've never so. met nate thrasher to get to know how his mental is but 
Uh, he seems like he's got a lot of talent. I don't know if he's like you got to be a mental mental athlete too. Yeah. But. I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's so weird. So weird. So, uh, Talon Hawkins goes ten nineteen for sixteenth. So okay, that's great our, rookie. Yeah, he's very talented. It's all right to wrap up the rookie season, especially because he wasn't supposed to ride, but everybody was hurt. Uh, Preston Kilroy goes sixteen fifteen for seventeenth. Derek Kelly twenty three fourteen for eighteenth. Jorgen Talviku from Estonia. Goes 19-16 for 19th, and Josh Vries rounds out our top 20 with an 18-17 for 20th. couple other notables here. Julian Bomer, uh, Juju, goes 15-38 for 21st. He had a good start, and then I don't know what happened that second moto, why he pulled off. I saw him pull off, and I'm not really sure. I don't really know shit about that guy, but he's fast. He's fast, and he's way better at Supercross. That's good. Way better. He was one of the... Uh, he he was like half a second faster. Well, I got corrected because it's not seconds. He was like half a second faster at the Futures race Deegan did than Deegan was. So, um, yeah, so he's pretty impressive. Uh, did and we even talk about Moran's in the fucking 450 class? No, we yeah, did not. So, um, yeah, so that's pretty much it there. That's your Ironman 250 race recap brought to you by our friends at Deb Creative Co. And so let's let's we're done we're done with outdoors yeah so now this goes into leading to the next three races for the playoffs for 250s who are our contenders hunter if he's if he's not out to lunch after that number one plate hunter deegan j coop that's it mm-hmm those are the three that's it because a lot of those guys uh if they didn't, if they weren't around for Supercross, then they probably won't make the LCQ, right? So like, you got the amateurs that. Moved oh no, up. no, no, they do. Like, like Hamaker is in the top twenty, and he didn't ride Supercross. He mm-hmm. got hurt. So, yeah, it's it's gonna be all over the place. Plus, you've got like, okay, so this is this is what's screwed up, and hopefully they get us a full blown list here, since we've got two weeks. So hopefully by like the end of the week, we'll have a full list from Feld and MX Sports. So you have a, uh, you have like in the two fifty class, okay, like Jet Jet moved out, okay, so Jet is qualified straight in he's in the top 20 in points even without doing outdoors but like he's not going to ride he's already declared he's going 450 okay so there's an extra spot so now the 21st person in points bumped up okay so now they're in the top 20 then you've got like nate thrasher i don't know where he lands but he's not riding so okay cool so Mm. boom that that person's out you know so there's going to be a whole bunch of weird like moving pieces with that kind of like the 450s too like there's a whole bunch of guys that aren't going to ride it that rode supercross so we'll have to see how all the pieces fall into place. So we're expecting some probably tomorrow some press releases such as Cooper Webb. I don't know. That makes we'll me see. I'm I'm super in. That is a great question as to when they're going to release the fact that Cooper Webb's riding Yamaha because somebody was it on Pulp or something. Somebody was talking about being in a group chat and asking him how the Yamaha was, and he goes, "I don't know what you're talking about." And somebody was like, why didn't you just tell him, bro, everybody's seen the video on Instagram. Supposedly, there's a video floating out, uh, floating around out there of him riding it. I haven't oh, seen I haven't it seen yet. Oh, I have seen it. Yeah, so that's a, it's an interesting thing. But yeah, but yeah, you, I guess you're right, because I didn't even think about that. It's kinda, I didn't think about that, because in the industry here, essentially, it's kind of just known information. Like, he's going to show up to the SMX rounds on a, on a star bike. Kind of like Sexton going orange. Yeah, well, yeah, after the year, year, after the season, but he's going to still ride the Honda. So that's a super interesting thing that I didn't really think about at all uh, was him uh, 
or them having to do a press release that he's now on Star because hmm. he's not on KTM. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know when we're going to see that, but we're going to have to see it in the next two weeks. I imagine. Because there's, there's just no way, like, we don't. At the very least, they want that press for their sponsors and their mm-hmm. team stuff, right? So yeah. there's, one, there's one half of it that's like you're unveiling it. The other part of it is like to get the notoriety for your team and your sponsors and yeah. things. So like that. They, I don't think they're just going to brush it under the rug. You want to mm-hmm. do it, right? Yeah. I don't, I'm not a PR guy, but I imagine. Yeah. I don't know. That's super interesting. I didn't think about that, but yes. Like, maybe I should be a PR guy since I own a bunch of businesses. Fucking learn how to do that a little bit better, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah. So, as far as the 250s go, those are, I think, are the three guys. I mean, I don't really know exactly the format. I think we're doing, like, two-moto format, and they're kind of short Just to be able to tell us. I don't know. Nobody. I mean, this is one of those stupid things. It's like I see. it's like a half baked idea. It's like everybody talked a bunch of shit about World Supercross and how it, you know, wasn't thought out. No, oh, they had this. No, they had that. Didn't do this. Didn't do that. Whatever. And then it's like, look at the SMX shit that they're doing. Like, it's it's great that we're having more racing, but like, can we hammer out all the details first? Because it's like basics. Like somebody, like somebody even pointed out with uh, uh, the 250 Supercross thing. Okay. Well, one coast runs one more round than the other one. Yeah. So what the fuck are you doing with that? And it, I don't remember. They've got it sorted out now, but at one point they like, it was like I don't know. You mean as far as the points for getting? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it's like if you ran, I can't remember which coast it was. You got an extra round. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, extra round of points is a lot of points. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm excited to see how it works out. I do hope it works out. I kind of like the idea of playoff stuff. Um, I still think we could, uh, it's the most perfect way I could put this, refine the schedule a little yeah. bit better, uh, to make it more adequate for the guys. Um, but I'm not against the playoff stuff. Everybody that talks about this stuff is like, oh, we do too many races. Well, as a racer and as a mechanic, I love having a lot of races. Like yeah. having them go from one coast to the other coast sucks ass, mm-hmm. especially if you're a privateer has got to drive your shit across yeah. the country. That sucks, but I, when I was growing up, we had a back-to-back at the Pontiac Silverdome, like mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday, let's mm-hmm. go. You know what I mean? Well, I said I said when we did the, the COVID cross stuff, when we were doing you know three super crosses a week or whatever I love at the that. same place, I was like, I don't understand why this wouldn't be a thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're already renting the stadium. The dirt is already in there. Even if Tuesday, the Tuesday night race doesn't really bode a lot of whatever, like you want to put more races in the year, why don't you just do this? Like it could be like a ticket sales thing, but then I think to like uh, Anaheim Supercross where they can sell out three in yeah. in nine weeks or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and it's like well that's not a problem then. But yeah, two races in a week you might have less. But even Michigan, like there's a huge motocross industry in Michigan of riders mm-hmm. and racers and all that other crap. Like you could sell out Ford field twice. Yeah. No problem. And, and again too, I don't know. It was hard to tell cause attendance was so far down that year because of everything that was going on, obviously. Talking about Rona. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I was at those indie super crosses and like the Tuesday night one was real low, low key. Like there was, there was not a lot of people there, but I'm still like, dude, but if all the upfront costs are already there, like I said, dirt in the stadium, whatever, how much do you really got to clear? I don't know. Again, that's probably had a lot more to do with the time than the, than the, Tuesday. that's what I thought. Cause I'm like, dude, I, I honestly think this would be a thing. Like, cause think of all the regular sports programs you get. 
on a weekday. You know, you got hockey games yeah. and football games and, and baseball games and all that crap like that. Why can't we have a Supercross race? Why can't we do that? And then you could, add, you could add your few more rounds. So you have 20 rounds of Supercross then. Great. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. I'm in. Speaking of hockey, when I was standing next to the podium, I was I mentioned uh, Lars Lindstrom that we got to get his guys out when they come to Detroit in February for a Detroit Red Wings game. He's a Swede, and the Red Wings always have a ton of Swedes. Yeah. Uh, but what I didn't mention to him is that they need to put a fucking neutral uh, lever on the bike so that they fucking bikes can't go into neutral anymore. I should have mentioned it to him, but yeah, maybe I'll mention it to him at the hockey game. That way I can get some passes or something. There we go. <laughs> uh Anything else you want to talk about? Um, let's talk about some some things we saw at the race. So one thing we were talking about doing, what we didn't do because of everything else going on, was we were going to go and do like a roaming around the pits video. It would have been great had it not been a gazillion degrees. It was hotter than hell, uh, which was <laughs> fun. I don't mind being hot. He's He sweats and it's fucking snowing out, so whatever. But um, yeah, the pits were cool. A lot of people were there were, were real, fr- like everybody's friendly down there. Everybody's yeah. got American flags everywhere. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of shit talking Democrat stuff, which is super fun. But um, yeah, it was really interesting to be there and to see that even in the heat, the industry of amateur racing there in the middle of the cornfields was popping. And yeah, but the track was really fun and really, really nice place. And uh, there's some things in, in that at that track that nobody gets to see. Like for example, when you when you ride down from the paddock, which is the pro pits, this is super cool. To the dirt bike track, yeah. to the starting gate, you ride through like some gorgeous woods, and you go over wooden bridges and shit over mm-hmm. a river. It's super yep. cool. Well, the fans have no idea no. that's rare. It's probably one of the most picturesque starting areas of the entire national. So series. cool. So yeah, it's it was it is super cool. Well, so what they used to do is that hill you guys would come up there from the mechanics area. It used to be both ways there which was a mess yeah absolute mess like especially after like uh after practices or like 250 moto would get over and then there's like 450 guys trying to get to the line really quick and stuff like it was pedestrians are everywhere oh dude and everybody stands there yeah yeah i don't i don't have a lot to rant about but i am so sick of seeing mules kicking up dust at their bike tracks right next to the track and rant. well i don't really it's not a big deal but like is dangerous. Mm-hmm. They don't belong there, mm-hmm. and they're like they're kicking up the dust when they're trying to keep the cam- TV cameras and shit going. Like, get yeah. the shit out of here. Yep, yep. So, yeah, it's never the people that like belong there that do it because they know better. It's like the people that are locals and bringing water to the flaggers or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't have a problem with them doing it, but be smarter. Yeah. Anything else? Um, because I don't have anything. I'm, I'm done. My notes were very sparse for the weekend here. When we go to races, it always is. So when's the next one for us? Chicago. Three Sh- weeks. Chicago. Chicago in three weeks. I would like to do NC, but I doubt I get out there. Especially if, I don't know, I don't think I talked to Kevin about doing any of the rounds, but it'd be fun to go to some of them. Yep. That's the plan is Chicago. It'd be fun. Are you doing anything for that? Or are you just going as a fan in the, fa- in the stands? Just going. Well, I mean, try to get passes. We'll see. I mean, I don't, that, that means nothing to me. I'm talking about for content. Oh, no. There's no plan to do anything. I don't. You're I'm, not going to do a selfie video like Schefter in the fucking bar? I don't. About I, I don't <laughs> dude, I don't have any idea. I I mean, I literally just found out, literally through Pulp, that there's Friday practice. And yeah. then when I was looking it up last night, yeah, there's a whole fan fest thing Friday to go to and watch qualifying and, mm. and practice. So I, this, is okay. a great, this is a great thing you just brought up. Uh, so we talk about, from time to time, 
fix the sport things, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that there are some people that listen to this show that matter. And one of the best things you could ever do uh, that costs you next to nothing except for liability for the for the fans mm-hmm. is most people that go and put their asses in the seats at a Supercross have never ridden a motorcycle. And if they have, they've never fucking been on a dirt bike track. Mm-hmm. And if they were to walk down on, on the track like you do in an arena yeah. cross race... And you can't even walk up the face of the Supercross Triple and you're walking through the whoops and you got like it's 16 feet from one to the next. Mm-hmm. It really changes your perspective on that stuff. Now, if you want to yep. grow the fans and you want to grow the sport and you want to have kids walking it and be like looking up like a maze and that kind of stuff, get the fans on the floor. Yep. It's, t- it's tricky to do, but if you have Friday practice and the race is Saturday, well, it looks like you got a bunch of time of availability now. Mm-hmm. And even if you just did it for an hour or two, uh, that's a very, very easy way to grow the sport with hardly any overhead. And you know how they are. They're going to charge $2,500 or whatever they're going to charge. Mm-hmm. So they're going to make money on it anyways, especially if they have to pay for insurance liability on that yeah. stuff. I don't know if they do. But if they do, then they cover it. But this is a very easy way, like what I'll call low-hanging fruit, mm-hmm. to grow this thing. And to, you know, as a promoter, I'm not a promoter of anything, but, how, you know, this is the fucking easiest way to grow your base. Yep. And have people want to come again because, like, well, we do a bunch of business things, and a lot of business things want an experience, mm-hmm. right? And, like, okay, you can have, like, VIP experiences and stuff. I don't like that shit, but that's cool. That's the thing. I just I don't have that kind of money to be mm-hmm. worried about that stuff. But, okay, you don't have to have a fucking suite to bring people out and show them something they've never seen before. Yeah. All you got to do is get there two hours early and walk the track with them. Mm-hmm. And then they've seen something that they will never forget. Yep. When I was a kid... Uh, you know, going to Pontiac for an example, like when you're walking in the in the turnstile and it's a big dome, so like it blows the wind behind you and all that stuff. Like you don't forget that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now you're a kid and you got the you maybe you, your dad wants to get you a Suron or whatever. Well, when you walk the Supercross track, it's gonna really open your eyes to some shit you would ever thought, otherwise not have seen before. Especially in these cities, most of these kids will never see that otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, real easy way to grow this thing. It'll be interesting. There's some... I, so I was going through last night looking at like tickets and stuff like that. They have some new VIP experiences they're trying out with this. There is a star racing one. Yeah? $2,000 a person. Whoa. So what? tell me about it. If it's anything like it used to be, and I don't know because I didn't do the old one. So like Jason, a Chad Reed type thing? Yes. Or like Jason Thomas used to do it with the Rocky Mountain team. So they have like a, a coordinator, a la Jason Thomas, and he is with you all day and you go down and you go in the truck and you meet all the riders and all this cool stuff like that. And then you go and, uh, and watch practice with this coordinator and watch the race with them and all this stuff. But you're like everywhere all day, like checking stuff out. So I don't know, man, it's one of those things like I might have to do it just to see what it's like. <laughs> that's the Disney in you. But from my perspective, like that's great. You're, you're doing premium things like that's cool, mm-hmm. but I don't fucking ever buy premium stuff like that ever like you don't i'm a bang for your buck guy right so if, if you're trying to get bang for your buck like for example when you have the the pit fan fest or whatever yeah like the rounds that don't have the pits are getting cheated right detroit yeah. never has pits maybe they will this year but because it's a different time of the year it's in february allegedly this year but uh the same thing right so if you have the pit experience the going through the pit party and seeing all the bikes up front like if you don't have that and you're an eight-year-old kid that's walking around and you want to see your best buddy rider, 
well, you don't get that experience, right? So, like, I'm about taking here's the here's the general fan experience and making that better, not making more premium shit for people to spend a ton of money on. Well, trust me, they're going to make more premium shits what they're going to make because they can sell it. If they grow the base, then they can do both, and you'll have more of the the base people that want that premium, especially once they get a sniff of it. Once they walk down and they can't climb the triple face, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to be like, I want to fucking meet these people, right? So then you get way more customers in general, and there are going to be a lot more people that are engaged. So it's a lot of engagement thing, right? So I'm about growing it. Uh, organically and especially shit like that that's already fucking there and free like you ain't like you have to have flaggers or whatever sh- or whatever they call those people that like ushers uh-huh. you have to have people run that stuff but it's not a big investment right yeah. it's not like an additional day or anything like that it's just doing a little bit more of what you already got so I'm just looking this back up here to see so they have the SMX gold package and event ticket for a thousand bucks okay here's what it includes Event ticket, early access to FanFest slash paddock area on race day, early stadium access to industry seating um, for practice and qualifying, group track walk and photo op, Hep Suzuki, Twisted T hauler, Hep Suzuki team meet and greet, catered lunch, VIP swag, limited edition VIP uh, credential, VIP access to Champions Lounge. Join us in the pits with the perfect spot to relax, recharge, refuel, and include it in your in your experience. Okay, so that is a thousand bucks. That's the Chicago Land. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, oops. I wonder what camping is at Chicago Land. That'd be fun. I looked that up too. Hold on a second. Let me. I love me a good tailgate camp like that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through this here. Uh, Last time I camped at a at a uh, speedway race mm-hmm. was I'd never been in a NASCAR race like that, but. Was it Faster Horses at MIS? Oh, Big okay. Country Music Festival? Yeah. Dude. Changed my life. And I'm getting in multiple ways. <laughs> All right. So then there's the SMX VIP track walks, 150 bucks. The opening ceremonies thing. Track walk? Yeah. Oh, so like when they have that one group that goes yeah, around? Yeah, there's usually two. Okay. Um, VIP opening ceremonies, 350 bucks. You get to watch opening ceremonies from the floor. Uh, birthday podium experience. They take you up on the podium at some point during the night. Say talk to you 250 bucks yeah these are these are already things existing yeah vip final experience 400 dollars. you get to watch the 450 main from the floor which is to be honest with you it's actually fucking worth it because i did this back in the day i didn't do i didn't pay for this okay let me just throw that out there i bought the track walk yeah and i bought the press conference access in oakland when i went okay oakland yeah, because I was going a long time ago. I was going by myself, 2019. Because mm. uh, I was going by myself, so I was like, "Well, this is perfect. I'll try these out and just see what they're like, right?" Because I don't have to pay for anybody else. So this is yeah. before Ashley. This would have been right after I met her. Okay, so I, the trip was planned. I had gone by myself. So anyway, so what ended up happening was the guy who did the VIP experience with me was super cool, and we met up after the 250 main before the 450 main. And he was like, hey, man, because uh, we got, we were, when you meet up with the guy, at least the way it worked with me, you kind of were just like sitting in random seats or whatever to watch something. So then we could be closer to the elevator. So as soon as the main was over, we could boom, go, and he could put me in the press conference, right? So what we did is we got kicked out of like the first couple of seats. And finally, he was just like, you want to go down there? And I was like, go down where? And he's like, down there. And I'm like, on the floor? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, yes, I fucking do. So we went down on the floor, and I watched that whole main from the floor, which is fucking sweet. You can't see a whole lot, but, dude, to watch those guys rip that track, it's 
insane and be that close mm-hmm. to it fucking nuts so the 400 dollars for that is kind of worth it uh there's the press conference for 150 bucks that's okay but you're just kind of like that awkward weird person that's not supposed to be in the room so like it's it's a little weird not my cup of tea whatever yeah uh and then yes here's the yamaha star racing package for two thousand dollars Troyley designs red bull package for 1500 and the prime time zone for 500 whatever that means interesting let's just see what the what the star package says here it includes event ticket, early entry into paddock and race day, coffee and light snacks upon arrival at Team Hauler, personalized team tour, up close and personal look at factory Yamaha motorcycles, team track walk with Q&A about the track on site. This is getting better for me because if I get to go on track walk with the guys, that is something you can't fucking get anymore. It's not with Justin Cooper. It's, it's with whoever they're probably Jamie Dakota's. Whoever, whoever you leave, but if you get, but if you get to go on track walk while all the guys are doing track walk, I don't think it's during actual track walk. I don't know. That's, I think it's one of those because they have like the one group that gets pointed around. Yeah, but this is worded way differently than that. Hmm. Like the like because the other one doesn't say that you get to do it with, uh, you don't get you don't get a team track walk. So that's interesting because so if you and your kid go to do this is four thousand fucking dollars if i if i go to do this i'm doing this by myself i'm talking about just as, I, I, yeah saying you but that's not a surprise either um q a during practice and qualifying okay whatever lunch provided with star y'all at the star hauler meet and greet with lunch team riders great right now yeah <laughs> uh reserve seats at star yamaha hospitality area your team host will sit with you during the race program for insight and conversation Blue Crew merch package and a VIP credential. I wonder who the host will be. That's interesting type stuff. But if you get to do the, like I said, if you get to do the track walk, like that's pretty, because this ain't like the old days. So like even what's it called? Like uh, uh, you have my attention. Media doesn't get to do track walk anymore. I didn't know they ever did. Yeah. I used to be media and rider and a mechanic, and I never did it as media. For a long time there, it was kind of like any, like there was a long time that like Kev could have got me one of the fucking wristbands. Definitely. Like, those days are gone. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> that too. But Kev could have got me wristbands like, like what we've, we get now that are normal, yeah. and I could have gone on track walk also. Oh. So like. Track talk is a lot of fun, but. It's I also never got to fun. experience it, so that's why I'm like, dude, I want to go do this. This is an offensive thing to say, and it is what oh it boy, is. Oh, boy, here we go. But part of the reason that track talk is awesome is because there's not a bunch of fanboys like you around. <laughs> like, honestly, so, like, one of the last ones that I really remember doing was very memorable was when Kevin Windham was in there. Yeah. And he was doing the transfers at the time, and we was literally, like, we were... He just talked about this on Pulp two weeks ago. I'm trying to think of who I was with at the time. Maybe it was... Maybe it was Adam Nap, I forget, but that day we're walking around and like a bunch of the Honda guys at the time were from near me and we we're old friends or whatever and so we're just kinda of walking around and next thing you know, like we're with K dub for like half an hour, like where was he gonna do a transfer at? I'm like, Look at this berm over here, you can land in the fuck and it was it was so cool to see that. Hmm. So on on one hand, like it's cool because it's limited, but it is a really cool experience for sure. 
But if you're not really, if you don't look at things the way I do, and I don't know, maybe you, you do, if you're just a general ass fan, it's probably like, yeah, that's cool. It's probably something that should be free for your admission, not not something you pay two thousand dollars for. Yeah, but they don't want all the fanboys down there. Exactly. Get the fuck out of here. Which is why I should pay the two thousand bucks to get out. There. Well, that's why it should be free for the fans in between uh, day program and night program when there's no riders around. Just let them roam and check it out because it's such a thing for the fans to see that. It was really cool in Daytona when I got to go on the track there before I'd been on a Supercross track at all. Like that was kind of cool to be able to go on that after that race was over. So after the race, yeah. Oh yeah, I see it all hammered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was cool. So. I was really surprised yesterday after the race. They they weren't even to the podium yet, and they already had six tractors on there ripping it up. And even Davey had to, like, shoo one of them off because they were making so much noise right next to the podium. And, like, mm-hmm. get the fuck out of here. You're trying to have TV cameras be able to hear them, you know? Yeah. But they're, like, normally after a race, one of the things is, as and I recommend this to all of the young riders at home, even as a, at amateur stuff, is after the races, go walk the track and mm-hmm. take notes. So, like, if you're... This isn't just hockey, this, or this isn't just racing, but this is like all these sports. I don't know sports. if you can do that anymore, to be honest with you. Oh, wait, what do you mean? It's probably a liability thing. You're not allowed to be on the track, period. You're not allowed to be on the track. A racer is. So what I'm saying is go to take notes on the track and how things develop and what happens with the dirt and like different lines. Just take notes and keep that book with you for your career because those little notes, mm-hmm. it's just like a pitcher I'd imagine in baseball, but just having those little notes is very valuable information to have. And if you're planning on it being a long career instead of a one and done splash, a cup of tea in the pros, then uh, that's a great way to learn some things. Uh, mm-hmm. And before they even, before the smoke even settled yesterday, they're tearing it all down. And it's like a lot of the riders go and walk the track. Chase Hexton does this very often mm-hmm. to go and see what you can learn, right? And, and Yeah. Uh, it was weird to see. I understand it probably has a lot to do with the fact that the amateurs are racing the next day, so you got to get it prepped. But yeah. uh, and you probably want to do it, do it before. Too. You probably want to do it while the track's still wet, so it's mm-hmm. not dry and hard and dusty. Yeah. But it was. It was like, well, what are you guys doing over here? Get the fuck out of here! And when Davey yelled at me, I was like, yes. <laughs> so who was, right. who was very nice to me by the way yesterday? What a nice guy. Uh, I, I've mentioned a few times on the show that there are probably very few people that love the sport less than them, whether they lo- the whether it's by their their own will or whether it's just because they've been in it for so long. But uh, it's interesting to be around the guy. Uh, like I went up to him, congratulated him, things, and he ended up wanting to talk a little bit. But um, he's seen a lot of shit mm-hmm. in this sport, right? And not just shit, but like he's just been around a lot. So then, as a business guy, talking to a business guy, um, he's not really. Like he's seeing the show and he's observing it, but it really he's kind of the maestro for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So like, it's it's really interesting. I mean, I, I can't think of a whole lot of parallels to another sport or something like that. But like, when you're when he's doing stuff, like he's looking at the whole show. He's the director of the show, mm-hmm. right? So it was, it was cool to see that. And then you, I mean, you don't really see him on the broadcast unless it's like a feature or something. But there, it's cool to see that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know if he's good for sport or bad for sport it's not that's not my business to think about but you know as a business guy i'm like it's interesting hmm. all right well i think we've bumbled on long enough now yeah right it's time for lunch it's yeah quarter after three all right thanks everybody for tuning in this has been another episode of the moto aftermath show episode 249 we'll be back for 250 here in a couple weeks we're off next week we're off 
I'm taking the week off. I'm pretty beat. It's been a long couple of weeks for me here. So just beat it. Thanks to uh, thanks to all our sponsors: Complete Racing Solutions, TLR Coatings, Holster Co, Gutterworks, Adept Creative Co, Isaac Nelson Designs. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below, and we'll be back in a couple weeks with the first SMX show. Later.